0: Welcome to the New to Wrestling Podcast, where I, your host, Xavier Cruz, a lifelong wrestling fan, will take a lifelong friend through the action, the joys, and the drama of the world of professional wrestling. My co-host, Kelsey Silva, has been bitten by the wrestling bug, and I want to invite you to join us as I take her through the moments that made me a fan. So if you're new to wrestling and would like to get brought up to speed, or a fan who would like to relive some classic matches, promos, and segments through fresh eyes, join us as we embark on a journey through the Attitude Era and beyond. Welcome to the New to Wrestling Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the New to Wrestling Podcast. So, this week, as you can tell, um, I will be flying solo. Uh, our, unfortunately, our co-host Kelsey has fallen a little ill this week. And, listen... Life happens, we just kind of have to roll with the punches. So if you've been following along, uh, you know that we have been barreling towards the 1997 uh, pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble. So I figured now would be as good as time as any uh, as to just kind of get into the Royal Rumble. Because for those of you that don't know, the Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view it comes around every january it is the start of wrestlemania season and for some reason i have been enamored by it since i was a small child so i figured we'd kind of go into a little bit of the history of the royal rumble we'll go over some of my favorite moments uh, that have come across the royal rumble Uh, i'll give you kind of my picks uh my couple of picks uh, for this year's Royal Rumble, um, and then I figured since it's just kind of me flying solo, and this will most likely be a little bit of a shorter episode, that, uh, I'd throw together a little blooper reel, so, um, just kind of encapsulating our, the first year or so of the podcast, a little bit less than a year, we're kind of like, eight months, so let's just get into it, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little odd, just, um, being completely alone in the studio and like i know i'm alone generally when i record but there's something about uh having nobody to kind of bounce back to you uh that's kind of a, a little daunting i'm not gonna lie but you know what Look, we gotta do it because i was not gonna go a week without giving you guys an episode so let's get into the royal rumble So the Royal Rumble started in 1988, and it is kind of a variation on the Battle Royal. So the Battle Royal typically is anywhere, could be any really number of superstars, wrestlers, however you want to phrase it, but they all tend to start in the ring at the same time. The objective is to throw opponents over the top rope until there's only one person left now that has kind of been the formula for a very 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 long time uh in wrestling it it was a, a very big attraction especially in the years that uh andre the giant was kind of really the spectacle of the battle royal he for god's sakes they named a battle royal after him that happens every year at wrestlemania it's it was something that drew a lot of people in because it was obviously going to be very chaotic very all over the place you're going to see a lot of superstars all at once so it, there was there was a lot of draw to that but one man one man kind of had uh an idea about how to make that a little better how to how do we stretch that out a little bit more how do we allow for more storytelling and more screen time for individual uh superstars and wrestlers And that man was Pat Patterson, legendary intercontinental champion, Pat Patterson. He had the idea to kind of stagger the entrances, which is why we see that every like 90 seconds, every two minutes, depending on what year you're watching of the the Royal Rumble, that a new superstar will enter the match. And kind of that allows for just more to be done, because when you're seeing one person come out individually, they get more screen time they get to interact with the fans more they get to bring in their individual storylines into the royal rumble which just makes it all the more enticing something that's even more interesting something that it's not just the context of the royal rumble which in and of itself is always exciting because it kicks off wrestlemania it the winner gets a wwfe women's gets a title shot and an opportunity to headline WrestleMania. So on the the Royal Rumble match in and of itself is already a spectacle. It's already just an attraction. But when you're able to then bring in all of these other elements and all of these other stories and kind of trickle them in and kind of allow for that kind of engagement between the the wrestlers themselves and also for the fans that have obviously been invested in these stories and want to see what's the next little uh, like chess piece what's that's moved what's the next move that progresses the storyline this match and the way that it was set up has allowed for that and we've seen over the last 1988 you do the math that we have had so many absolutely spectacular moments because we were allowed to be invested in these wrestlers and their stories and what they were coming into the Royal Rumble with. So now I'm just going to go over a couple of my favorite Royal Rumble moments. Uh, there's too many to count. And, you know, these are these are my favorites. Uh Some of you might agree. Some of them are are quite popular moments. Some of you might not agree, but that's okay. We're different people, different strokes for different folks. My overall, my favorite Royal Rumble moment is the 1995 uh, win by Shawn Michaels. And for those of you who don't know, I'm going to show it after this, but Shawn essentially gets thrown over the top rope by the British Bulldog and he is dangling from the top rope with both hands and only one foot touches the ground. And understandably, the British Bulldog thinks that he has got this in the bag. He has won this match. They start playing his music. So obviously he's celebrating. He climbs up onto the top rope and that is when we get that infamous Shawn Michaels skinning the cat Coming back into the ring and throwing the British Bulldog out of the ring to win the 90, 1995 Royal Rumble match and was the implic like he was the implication for the both feet touching the ground rule. So it's it's just something that like once again Shawn Michaels has changed the game. It was just such a good a good. Uh, exploitation of the of the written rules I, I just i love that so much and that moment is so it just like takes your breath away because like the bulldog is fully having himself a party on the top rope he's out there just living his best he thinks he punched his ticket to wrestlemania but now here comes Shawn michaels check it out has informed me that only one of Shawn Michael's feet hit the floor. What? Therefore, the winner of the 1995 WWF Royal Rumble, The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn My next Royal Rumble moment is the 2006 win by Rey Mysterio. That one was just a, just an emotional roller coaster. Rey Mysterio enters; he starts the match at number two and goes all the way to the end to finish it. Um, and it was just made all the more special because one, Rey up to that point has absolutely, absolutely deserved every second of that. But it was compounded with the very recent loss of Eddie Guerrero. So there was the, the dedication that Ray gave uh, prior to that match. There was just so many moments where you really want, not wanted to count Ray out, but you counted Ray out just based on his size, just based on how long he had been in the match. But he really, he comes through and we get all get to share in this like huge kind of crowd swell moment when he wins the Royal Rumble and then goes on to have an absolute banger of a triple threat match with Randy Orton and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. And it is uh, arguably to me, like the underrated match of that card. I I don't think that match gets enough credit uh, at all because it is phenomenal. When you're talking about superstars who are the best, as far as timing athleticism, just the sheer, just the things that they were able to pull off based on the athleticism of the three uh, active participants. It's just absolutely insane. So that Royal Rumble win will always rank high in my mind. My next favorite Royal Rumble moment was when Maven, the uh, tough enough winner eliminates the undertaker and the undertaker just absolutely loses his mind and proceeds to kick the absolute hell out of Maven throughout the entire arena. I'm, I'm getting flashes of Maven's head going through like a popcorn machine, if I'm remembering that correctly. The, it was just such a cool thing that The Undertaker did for Maven, having, Maven had literally just come out of a reality television competition. So he was untested, so new, um, and to have this kind of just like, uh, gotcha moment over the measuring stick was so cool of The Undertaker to do. And so cool that we got to just see Maven just absolutely get destroyed after that point. Because yes, The Undertaker is going to allow you to like have your moment for one moment. my final royal rumble my final royal rumble moment that i hold near and dear to my heart is the 2016 debut of aj styles i was a huge aj styles fan aj styles fan throughout his entire run in tna i his classic matches with angle with abyss with Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, all just he was somebody that you couldn't help but pay attention to. He he's the phenomenal one. It wasn't something that I had was really ever expecting to happen in that match. I remember I had a I had a friend over that year, and we were just like eating pizza, like drinking a couple beers and watching the Royal Rumble. And I remember AJ Styles' like music hitting, and I was like, wait a minute and i was like no freaking way and yes dude yes that moment was oh it blew my mind i was so stoked i never expected to see aj in a wwe wwe ring didn't think it was like in the cards or didn't think he really had any interest so to see him show up in my favorite match and then go on to like last like 30 35 minutes in that in his first appearances in the royal rumble was amazing because you never know typically like stars that have come up through indies or other promotions don't necessarily get that kind of treatment in the in the wwe they really kind of had to earn that um but the phenomenal one his reputation proceeds him they knew he could deliver so it was just an excellent first showing for him and it for it to be in my favorite match just made it for me I would love, 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 love to know some of your favorite Royal Rumble uh, moments or just which ones stand out to you as far as like the whole match goes. Some like notable ones for me is always like 2001, which I recently watched, which Kane was an absolute fiend in where he eliminated like a third of the competitors and was the second to, he was the runner up. So that one always sticks out in my mind. Um... As well as the the first ever all uh, women's Royal Rumble match, because that's another one that is just such a milestone moment. It's such a feel good, uh, just it's just such a feel good moment because you know how hard these women have worked to get to that point, and knowing and especially watching where we're watching in the podcast, like in 1996, there is no women's division. It's not a thing. So to flash forward and have an entire Royal Rumble with a division that is that deep um, is absolutely incredible, considering there was no division. Like that's, that's what people really, I don't think, understand is that there was no women's division. And then when there was, there was like maybe 10 of them that we we just got on a rotating basis, and not all of them were wrestlers. So to have a like really competitive outing for the first ever women's Royal Rumble match is just, oh, it's it's exactly what we needed and exactly what they could deliver if they were given the platform, which they have shown over and over and over again, which is something that the WWE has really progressed on in the last 10 years. And something that a lot of other wrestling companies, I think, kind of need to catch up on. Because when given the opportunity, these women show out. Get over it. Let them perform. All right. I'm going to hit you with some of my predictions for this year's Royal Rumble match. Or at least not predictions that I, you know, I'm not all knowing. and Nor do I really subscribe to trying to figure out uh, the... The outcomes of wrestling events and pay-per-views beforehand. I've never been a really a big proponent of that, just in the same way that I'm not really a big spoilers fan of movies and other television shows. I don't want the surprise to be ruined. I, I want to be surprised. I know that there's a, a huge culture for kind of getting the dirt and finding out all of you know all of the secrets that go on backstage, and that's all well and good. I enjoy wrestling the way I've always enjoyed wrestling. And it's that it's a, it's a television show. I want to be surprised. I don't want to know the outcomes beforehand. I, I understand the, the interest and, you know, wanting to be the first to, you know, report on something. I get it, but I, I urge the people that kind of spend a lot of time reading these things and spend a lot of time publishing these things, it's are you taking away from the purity of the event that people pay money to go see, pay money to be able to watch on their televisions, pay money to watch pay-per-views or buy the streaming service? Are you ruining it for them? I, I, I it's, an, it's a genuine question. It's not an accusatory thing. Do you feel like you're ruining the fun of wrestling events and uh wrestling pay-per-views just the mystique of being surprised like i understand it's not the 90s anymore we're not gonna not hear about things or like injuries and whatever but i think there is a a concerted effort to kind of uncover things before they happen and how how boring would that be if every movie you went to go see you knew the outcome. You knew the the twist. That's that's not a that's not an enjoyable product for anybody. I think let's just have fun watching wrestling. Let, let's just let wrestling be fun. Um I've never been a big fan of, you know, one wrestling promotion of, over the other. I watch all of it. I love it. So that's just me personally. So I'm going to try to avoid as many of the dirt sheet kind of like spoilers as we can get. But here are my picks as far as who I would like to see win the Royal Rumble this year. So on the men's side, I would like to see either Gunther, LA Knight, or I would I could see CM Punk winning it also if and if he's in the match for an extended period of time. I I think He kind of has to, if we're going to kind of, it might be too soon to put him in the title picture. Not, I don't think so, just based on his history and who he is and clearly the reaction that he has gotten since returning. But I think as far as earning it in the ring in WWE, I think he needs to have a long outing in the Royal Rumble if he were to win it. I'm um, not saying that that's the direction they're going to go. I have no idea. I'm just saying I would be content with Punk winning it if he's in it for a decent amount of time. If he's really runs the gambit, like does the Royal Rumble, I'm okay with Punk winning it. On the women's side, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's all about damage control. So my two picks are either Bailey or Kyrie Sane. Because I could, I would be content with either of them taking on Eosky. Right now, damage control is kind of like positioning themselves to kind of oust Bailey. And this could kind of be her kind of redemption arc back at them. Um, But I could also see Kairosane coming in off of her like return. And she has not been doing so well like in the ring. She has, uh, as far as I know, she's like 0 2 since she's returned. Um and I think a, a major way to kind of like turn that around would be to kind of keep her losing until she gets to that point. And then absolutely she like turns it on. That could be me. So either way, th- those are my picks on the men's side, Guther, LA Knight, or Punk. And on the women's side, Bailey or Kyrie Saint. I think those are you're really the only two options. Um yeah, so now just enjoy a couple bloopers from me and Kelsey just being being a little bit silly. Uh, why are we so good at this? I don't know, honestly. It's pretty like embarrassing for everybody else. <laughs> 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 and they're going to say it's pretty embarrassing and then you're like, it's really embarrassing for everybody else. <laughs> like, all, right. all right. I'm putting my phone on airplane mode. I don't trust these hoes. Never do, never will. Never do, never will. <laughs> Period. Right. Do you remember the the first Cheetah Girls movie where they had like the headband things? Why would you say that? <laughs> it's the vibe I'm getting. Or I'm what's lost. the other one? Vineyard Vines. Yes, <laughs> yes, that stupid whale. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that. <laughs> Vineyard vines sues for defamation. No, absolutely. <laughs> like just slander upon their fucking whale. Um, <laughs> like, um. So after that, Sunny joins the commentary team on commentary because that's what they do. They they commentate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say that differently. <laughs>
1: Okay. After <laughs> somebody
0: fun. commentates at the commentary table where they comment on the match. <laughs> <I'm> not, yes. <laughs> Just the two of us. Uh, we can make it if we try. As always, I want to thank you for watching the New to Wrestling podcast, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye.